0: Katie, chi mai koe ki nā kōrero o tāmaki makoto. You're listening to an Auckland Libraries podcast. Alright, so today, a uh, couple of things we'll cover is the Heritage New Zealand list, um, what's on there and how things find their way there, um, and also a bit of the work that our researchers do. <clears throat> um, our researchers, Alexandra and uh, Martin, uh, they are known as uh, heritage assessment advisors and research places for our list, um, for upgrades, uh, reviews and other technical changes that we conduct through the business year. They also provide expert advice internally, um, also to senior management and the board and Heritage New Zealand's uh, Māori Heritage Council. My role at Heritage New Zealand is the outreach advisor, so I connect our organisation to public, to our stakeholders, to heritage owners, etc., etc. So the list, most of you will know the list, formerly known before in our previous iteration. It was known as the Register. It identifies New Zealand's significant heritage places and cultural sites. It informs owners, government, government organisations, agencies, and local authorities. Uh, about our significant heritage places. Um, it's a source of information as well, uh, historic areas, wahi tapu, wahi tūpuna um, and also archaeological sites for the purposes of the RMA. Um, there are about 6,500 odd entries Category 1 and Category 2 on our list across the country, not including archaeological, recorded archaeological sites. So. A little bit about around significance. Um, our researchers assess listed places based on the significance under the criteria of our Act, which is the Heritage New Zealand Pouhere Taonga Act 2014. And just as I read the Act out, I was reminded yesterday when someone said, "Oh, you changed your name." Um, so, in 2014, uh, new legislation was put before Parliament, which changed. Uh, upgraded the act, if you like, and also changed our name from the then Historic Places Trust. So in terms of aesthetic and val- uh, significance and values, uh, we talk about uh, aesthetics, uh, archaeological values, architectural values, um, cultural significance or values, uh, the historical significance or values, scientific, social, uh, spiritual significance, technological and traditional uh, the detailed guidelines on our heritage uh, on our website under the list. I didn't bring them in because I attempted to print them out, but I'd have to cut a couple of trees down first. So, um, if you you can look on our website around those guidelines and what's in them. If you look under the list, alternatively, if you chat to me at the end, I can send those to you. Uh, if anyone is interested in looking at these files or these uh, plans and so forth, please do let us know um, and you can come and have a, and view those. Essentially, uh, what we hold in the office now are building files of our listed places, archaeological reports and files, maps and plans, conservation plans and management plans. Um, so... All of those are publicly accessible. There is a library which you can use also on, uh, in, our, in our office. Uh, it's a reference library. Um, however, we don't really generally allow those to be taken out, but you are allowed to view those. So, papers past. Papers past is, one I, I, I guess, one of the external documentary sources of information that um, we couldn't live without to conduct our work. Uh, papers past, as you all know, can... Contains three million pages plus of information digitised from circa 1839 to 18, 1945. Uh, you will know it's free, uh, accessible online, contains digitised newspapers, uh, journals, parliamentary papers, magazines, etc. Um, if you go, uh, when you click online, if you go to the bottom of the page, it will show you on the front page some of the most recent updated uh, uh, items which have been recently digitised into the catalogue. Uh, also finding tender notices, particularly sale notices with descriptions of buildings, details of events held at the place. Or particularly damage, which is quite interesting, fires and so forth, natural disasters, information around owners, participation in public life, births of children in obituaries, etc. Uh, If the place was a government place, then you'll need to find ministry reports about it sometimes in the parliamentary papers. Google Earth Pro. Who uses Google Earth Pro here? I notice there's a couple of professionals. Um, I was recently only introduced to Google Earth Pro last year. Um, One of the great interesting things about when researching buildings and place in their wider context is seeing sort of the aerial view, which is also what we get from plans and so so forth. So uh, one of the interesting things about Google Earth Pro is um, it's now free, used to be uh, something you'd have to subscribe to annually. it is, uh, this picture here is of Carry Carry taken in January 2018. Uh, one of the very interesting things that I learned about recently from one of our researchers is that they were, they were able to, when changing the dates of the viewer, tell exactly on what day a building was demolished. That is probably one of the snageless um, bits of things I've learned recently around Google Earth Pro. And also, when looking over time, of course, it's only in the last sort of 20, less than 20 years we're, we're looking at, um, when researching a place, you are able to look at it and review it in its full context and looking what's around it, etc. Uh, the images are, of course, more recent, so since 2002, um, some places have been uh, more available uh, such as through RetroLens and so forth, um, and so we've found this one of the most useful things when talking with um, researchers and the public historical societies, owners and so forth when researching their own places, some of the most uh, helpful tools. And of course some of the external organisations that we use there are a lot more, it's not just limited to these organisations. Um, who are a repository for information. Um, there's the NZIA, the New Zealand Archaeological Association, uh, Docomomo, which is um, the organisation charged with uh, promotion and conservation of modern heritage. Of course, the NZIA, the New Zealand Institute of Architects, uh, ICOMOS New Zealand, and, of course, Archives. Uh, they're not just the organisations that we refer to when conducting Research and analysis and assessment, but they're just some of our more regular organisations that we connect with. So thank you very much. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for tuning in. The Heritage Talks podcast is produced regularly for your education and enjoyment. Talk notes are found on the Talks page at soundcloud.com. All links are in the talk notes. Coming up next, Marguerite Hill has some advice on how to navigate the often complex organization of heritage archives.